Welcome back into the Real Kipper and Born Show. This is our national edition of our show, and we are live on Sportsnet, Sportsnet 650 in Vancouver, and Sportsnet 960 in Calgary. This hour, Real Kipper and Born, brought to you by Bet365. Nick Kiprios, Justin Born, Sammy McKee for the next hour. And as always, Texas at 590-590. We'll get your questions, comments, whether or not we like JB's sweater. Anything. Uh, I don't, what, do you, what do you think? It's a little I aggressive. I, right? I, don't, I, I don't mind it. Yeah. I mean, it's good for you. <laughs> What's, that What's that? What's that mean? It's good for him. Yeah. I'm not sure I could pull it off. Well, I'm I, not sure myself. I wear the same worth. six shirts in rotation. So <laughs> <laughs> the reversible is yeah, wearing no, them inside just, out. I got six shirts, boys. I wear them. <laughs> they look great. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Busy night in the National Hockey League last night. Oh, they're going to say tonight. Uh, no, tonight <laughs> just the one game. Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. Why one game only? I don't know. Friday night. Carolina and Arizona. Great. Good in everyone. Very excited. Yeah. yeah. Uh, last night, the one that stuck out for me was a six-three loss to San Jose for the Calgary Flames. Unbelievable! Did they win four in a row on a tough yeah. road trip, and they come home yeah. and? I'm just wondering where they are emotionally as a club when I think you've given over the last 50-plus games enough of a reason to tell your management team, come on, let's we can make the playoffs here, or we're close, or we're like... And then the feedback you keep getting is, no, no, we're selling, and... We came this close to trading your number one goalie, and it didn't happen. But there's a, there's a sense that uh, Jacob Markstrom is going to try to win a Stanley Cup somewhere else. You mentioned in your article you think they could circle back on that at the end, and it I still do. could happen. Yeah, I do. And uh, I know there's a few uh, reports. I think Frank uh, uh, Cervelli. Cervelli from Daily uh Faceoff mentioned that maybe it was coming down to keeping or retaining money, mm-hmm. and I think Calgary would be crazy to do that. I it's agree. not like he's wake, making eight or nine million dollars. Do you want a guy who's one of the better goalies in the league or not? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. But you can't blame New Jersey for trying. I guess. Yeah, I can see them being on the last. I minute. just, I, I gotta think it's gotta be tiresome, you know, uh, being in a position of. No, no matter how hard we push here, we're just not going to be taken seriously as a team that can stick together right now and try to get in. Yeah, I will say both um, playoff races are fascinating this year. The The Flames find themselves five uh, points out of the last wild card spot. But last night, you said 6-3. Thought for sure you were going to be talking about St. Louis over Edmonton. You know, the Oilers, it's funny. They've won 16 in a row this year, and they won eight in a row this year. And... You know, they're third in their division, and the Blues are three points. Sorry, the Kings are three points behind them. Like, they're still in. I'm not worried about the Oilers. The Oilers are going to finish, you know, in that middle game likely. It it does give you a sense, though, how hard it is for clubs that are behind the eight ball to climb. Yeah. And this is still with the results of a 17-game winning streak. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Oh, I know. That you don't have that comfort zone right now still. 
It was Although 16, you do. It was 16. 16 so going for 17. The record, yeah. yeah. So just another winning streak. That's right. So you could put 16 of a consistent two points and still not be overly comfortable is yeah. my point. None of the chasing teams in the West are great. Like Nashville and Seattle are the two teams that are closest to the wild card spot. Neither of them are overly threatening. The wild can be decent, maybe. Yeah. So, like, those teams are all probably okay, but it is fascinating to watch. But, yeah, the uh, there's a big win by the Blues for them. Keeps them in the thick. In a few minutes, we're going to welcome in uh, Jason Bukla. He's been on the show before. I, I absolutely love his stuff just in terms of uh, value assessment. Uh, he's as good as anyone that's out there. Uh, he's with the Pro Hockey Group, and uh, we'll have him join us in a few minutes. Yeah, here are his latest let's not talk articles. Leaves. What's that? Let's not talk leaves with him. <laughs> We're going to have <laughs> ranking the top 32 prospects for the draft, how the Edmonton Oilers should approach the trade deadline, revisiting the Philip Ronick trade and uh, his evolution of the Canucks, and how will NHL teams value the 2024 draft picks, uh, first overall picks, or first round picks at the trade deadline. I'll let okay. him do it. He's here. As okay. we've <laughs> built them up, let's welcome in Jason Bukla from Pro Hockey Group. Does a great job writing as well for sportsnet.ca. Books, how are you, buddy? Awesome, fellas. Uh, appreciate the call from the bullpen today. I'm always here for you. I'm always here for you. <laughs> nice. As always. Can, can um, you be as weird as Doug McLean? Can you do that? Where, where do I'm we stand? That's a veteran weird. I can't get that. I'm not at that stage here. <laughs> where are we with less than a month into a, a trade deadline here? Uh, someone has suggested to me that Chris Tanev could be moved as early as next week. Uh Offers are in, bids are in. That's not to say that uh, offers and bids can't change. Some teams want him as a rental. Some want to follow up and try to sign him on a long-term deal. Uh, where are your thoughts on Tan of moving forward here is maybe one of the first dominoes that could, could fall to get this thing going? Uh, the sooner the better is my first vote because this guy only knows how to play the game one way. And, uh, you know... He sacrifices himself each and every night. So the longer this goes and the closer we get to trade deadline, uh, I like that Kipper. If they're going to make a move that, or whoever this team is, call it even the Leafs, uh, if they make that move uh, in the next week, I like that a lot. Um, I would go as far as to suggest that if we get closer and closer in the next three weeks to trade deadline, that this is a player that you kind of sit in the press box, a la Jacob Chikrin last year for maybe four or five days or more before the trade deadline actually uh, ha or before the trade happens. So um, the sooner the better. The cost is going up, isn't it, fellas? Like, uh, who would have thought, you know, even back in last summer that we would have been sitting here talking about Chris Tanev uh, potentially, you know, fetching a, a first-round pick uh, and then, you know, extra assets on top of all that. But that's where we're at in this cycle. And, uh, yeah, the sooner the better. Uh, if it's Toronto, I'm curious about the long-term deal thing. Like, um, for me personally, at his age, I'm only looking at, I mean, ideally it would be two. I know it's going to be three, uh, but I definitely wouldn't be going any longer than that. So if if it is, you know, a team like the Leafs, I guess, uh, you know, there's the potential of it being a first rounder, but probably a late first rounder. What should fans think when they see a late first rounder get traded in this draft? How are you valuing picks? So... Great question. The, 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 this draft cycle in relation to the other two, this is delicate for me because I know this is a big deal for these 18-year-old athletes. I don't want to you know, uh, be that guy, but I have a job to do, and that's build an NHL franchise. So with that in mind, the late first-round picks in this draft cycle, guys, 
aren't on par with the last couple of cycles. So when you see first round picks to the naked eye, everybody just assumes they're equal value to the Bedard draft, the, the draft before that with Slavkovsky, et cetera, et cetera. That's just, we're creature of habits that way, right? But that's not factual. That's not the way it is. So mm-hmm. if you look at even the Elias Lidholm deal to Vancouver and all the extras that went along with it, right? Obviously, they had to move out money in Kuzmenko. I get it. So let's just push that one to the side for a sec because that's more like a, a money situation. But the other assets, you know, Rustevich, uh, Yermo in Finland, and then, of course, the first-round pick. So what you're seeing is that assets – and prospects on top of draft capital are being moved. And the reason for that, in my estimation, is because the value in that draft slot right now, guys, isn't as great as it has been in the past. Hmm. Wow, that could change a lot moving forward for here. Sure. Um, just in terms of a second rounder being the alternative, and, and, and in the Leafs' case, we know that they don't have one for the next three years here. How devastating is that for for a guy like Brad Tree living moving forward to try to maneuver something? Tree's in the worst possible position out of a lot of these teams. So, um, you know, the first round pick for the Leafs, let's just say it lands at, for argument's sake, 22. Let's just throw that out there. If it lands at 22 and he doesn't have anything to back it up with, not only this year, guys, but also for futures. Like NHL franchises have been scouting, pre-scouting the the advance for, for next year's draft as well, which looks on balance to be a lot stronger than this year. So he's not in a power, in a position of uh, strength, if you will, in relation to his draft capital. So what happens then? Now you start uh, adding assets to a Kipper. So at 22, okay, so yeah, Calgary bites on 22. Let's just say, let's just say we're talking about Hannafin for argument's sake. Like I wrote in my article today, we're talking about Hannafin. It's going to be 22, and then it's going to be one of the fifth rounders that they own. Um, I would bump it to 2025 because I think the Leafs have a Chicago 2025, and I don't think Chicago is going to be great again next year. So it's almost like a fourth. So I go the the, the first and 22, the, the fifth and 25. But then on top of that, we're getting into roster players, call it a Bobby McMahon and Nick Robertson, which I'm okay with. You know, that's that's fine. But the next one after that, we're looking at Fraser Minton. You know, we're not looking at because Hunter Brustavich, for example, he's on the uptick and Vancouver's valuing this kid. He's going to be scoring 100 points in the Ontario Hockey League potentially as a defenseman. So whether he's going to be a three uh, at the NHL level, even strength and run the second power play, he's got NHL upside. I don't know that Fraser Mitten's not going to be a three at the NHL level in the middle. So that's the cost on top of the draft picks. And those are the conversations. So then where are you? I'm sure you guys have talked about it you know, at length this week, but where are you next with the organization? Now I've just punted out one of my top prospects, uh, possible three, uh, 3C or centerman in the three-hole going forward. Can play the wing, but he's a centerman. Um, and I don't have a lot of draft capital, so now i got to go fishing in college free agency, overseas free agency. It's, uh, it's not ideal, to, to, put it, uh, to put it bluntly. So whose position do you like more or most? Or, you know, you look at some of these GMs, who's coming from a strong place with the assets necessary to get some big pieces? New Jersey, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think New Jersey needs a goaltender. Um, I think we're all on point with that. Um, even if they're even if their third choice is Marc-Andre Fleury. And I'm just, I'm not starting rumors. I'm just trying to like go down my list of guys that I'd like to get. So you're looking at probably Marky, if you can, out of Calgary, I would say. Saros, if you could ever pry him out of New uh, out Nashville, um, Mark Andre uh, Merzlikens, maybe you know, like Columbus, like who knows what's going to happen in Columbus now uh, with their draft deadline strategy? I don't know what that is. Um, 
So Jersey's strong, guys. They got a lot of assets on the back end, um, and they got some sneaky, sneaky, really good assets. Like I was at University of Michigan last week. They got the Seamus Casey, right shot D. He's like six foot, only a buck eighty, but he's a quarterback on the power play going forward who manages the game exceptionally well at even strength. They've got a ton of assets in their system. We're talking to Jason Bukla, former NHL head scout who does a terrific job now as a writer for Sportsnet.ca. So, Books, when we're talking about teams trying to convince other teams that my one player can can change the scope of your team, and especially at the pivotal position of defense, so a Tanov, a Hannafin, um, if we look back at the Vancouver Canucks, besides guys having career years, can we not look at the Philip Heronic trade and go, that's where it turned around for the Vancouver Canucks? Shockingly well. And you know what? I, I have to eat crow here because when it was made, guys, I was I was puzzled. And I think a lot of us kind of were. We're like, you know, are they really in that mode, you know, with the asset management, for example? Because, you know, um, that was in the midst of the Horvat deal and some other things going on there. So there was a lot of moving parts. And Heronic was injured with the shoulder. But this guy has absolutely blown it out of the water. I mean, his plus minus in his last three years before arriving in Vancouver was a combined minus 77 in three years, okay? And he's like a plus 39 today as we sit here. Like, I know you catch lightning in a bottle and, you know, you get to a good team or whatever, but let's give credit where credit's due. That's an obscene number, isn't it, right? So, and I believe, you know, as much as Quinn Hughes gets, you know, a lot of the accolades, how much better does Philip Peronic make Quinn Hughes? You know, those two have some synergy together. So um, what a ballsy move by the Vancouver Canucks. And, you know, it's it's turned out to be uh, everything that Vancouver's touched this year, let's be honest, has turned to gold. It's been exceptional. Um, and that was one that I panned as puzzling at the time. But fast forward to today and uh, in the present mode, it's a great, great deal. Detroit picked Ax- Axel Sandin Pelica, and he could be a one you know, down the road for them on the back end as well. So there's always cost assessment. Everybody revisits it later. But for the now, looks great. It's going to be interesting to see what his next contract is, though, isn't it? He's an RFA uh, making whatever five. Well, I think he's on the books for five, uh, but it's like a 4-4 cap hit the way the massage of the contract goes. He's not going to get the Quinn Hughes money, but he's going to probably, he's going to uh, go past Uyghur. So he's going to be at, what, seven, seven, five. Wow. And, and they, they got some big contracts there that they have to resolve. Yeah, I guess that's a problem you like to have. We have a lot of good players. How do we pay all these guys? But it is undeniably going to be something they're going to run into down the road. Um, definitely can't think of that trade without thinking, looking around the league, be like, who else? Who's that guy, right? Who? I, you know, we talked about Ottawa was interested in Tanev, and it's like it's not impossible to see a team that's not great right now thinking down the road. Um, but there is a team that's great who's thinking this season. That's the Edmonton Oilers. They've had a couple of uh, winning streaks that you're aware of. Um, you know, they're an interesting case, though, going to this trade deadline. Corey Perry's playing on the top line with McDavid right now. You know, there's some questions on the back end. What do you think they're going to do or should do as they head to this year's deadline? Yeah, I think they're in a little bit of a pickle as well. So their draft capital is average, and then their prospect pool. Like, Philip Broberg's their top prospect on the back end. He's down in the minors, you know, kind of applying uh, his trade. He's had a fantastic year for Bakersfield. Really mm-hmm. good. He's turned the corner. Um, you know, playing to his two-way identity. This guy's never going to be uh, a high-leverage uh, scorer in the NHL, but he's big, he can skate, get the puck, move it, kid. That's all I need you to do. Any points is great. 
So I need him to be my seven guys come playoff time because you know deep uh, deep runs usually require seven or eight defensemen. Oh, yeah. Things happen in playoffs, right? So seven or eight. I need him to be seven. They don't have an eight. That's that's just the the fact. Like Nima Lane could come in, I get it, but really they got seven up front. I've heard the names, you know, bantied around. Obviously the Gensel injury that changes the market a great deal. You know how much risk does somebody want to take in that? Looks like a shoulder injury. Um, you know, the game only gets harder in March when you get back. It's not easier. And if you're already sore, how much, you know, willingness are you going to have to go to the hard areas? So having said that, I like Adam Henrique, if they could ever fit it in, in Edmonton, personally, he can play the middle, he can play the wing, he can take key drives, plays all situations. Perry can't play up in the lineup. Perry's a three or a four. He's situational. And uh, you can have a three hole with like um, McLeod, uh, Fogle, and uh, somebody else, maybe Perry, for example, but Henrique in, on the, in the two hole would certainly upgrade that top six and on balance, give them a real good responsible look. Hey, Books, if, if, if teams aren't that hot on, on the draft, uh, a deep draft here, where do they go with uh, college free agents or international free agents? Who's the, who's the rushing kid that uh, a dozen teams are chasing right now? Yeah, the maximum Siplikov <laughs> playing at uh, Dynamo Moscow. So, you know, I saw this name coming on the radar pretty early in the season. I started to do some homework. Um, and obviously I have no skin in the game now, guys. So I can be, I can freewheel this conversation as much as I want. Here's the thing. This guy is a six foot three, 190 pound winger. He's in an ex- on an expiring deal in Russia. All these teams have interest in him. 31 goals. He's like 31 and 19, whatever he is. Plays all situations over there. I'm calling them average plus for pace. They don't really push themselves a lot in the KHL. It's not a burner league all the time. and There's not a lot of bump. So he's going to have to adjust when he gets over here. But it would be a one-year deal, so the risk is low. Here's the thing. Like, he scored 32 goals his last six years in the KHL. Over six years, 32 goals. He's got 31 this year. And he's in a contract year in the KHL. So when I reached out to some of my Russian sources, like with teams and then, you know, guys that I've worked with over the years, and then also some other people through the agency business, there's a fear out there that they're leveraging for a bigger deal at Moscow. I don't know that for sure. But I, all I would say is that a lot of homework has to be done here before you put pen to paper. Uh, worth what I do it, would it be worth the risk at like 950 for a year and see if he can be better than Kuzmenko? Sure, why not? But I'm just telling you, I'm not buying all the stock and all the hype. I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, it's fascinating. Everyone's looking for the next guy to come over, and whether it's the Leafs have tried with Mikheyev and Barabanov, and God, who else? There's a couple of D-men. Zaitsev, but Zaitsev. he still plays. There's but a, the last name with an O. They had a whole bunch anyway. Ozhiganov. So. Ozhiganov. Thank you. Curious to see if they, they keep looking. Um, so we were talking wild card races uh, a little bit earlier. Both divisions or both uh, conferences fascinating. I want to know who you believe in in the East that's outside a playoff spot. So we're talking the Devils, Islanders, Penguins, Capitals. You know, is there any of those teams you like more than the next to climb into, uh, you say, if Philly falls out? Yeah, and I don't see Philly falling out. They got so much resilience there. I'm not saying that they're not going to be done in the first round, but they certainly got a lot of resilience. Hmm. Um, New Jersey, for sure. I mean, if they get the goaltending, I think that they're they're in a good situation there. They got a lot of cap space there, guys. So depending on how they massage their deal at the deadline or before the deadline, you know, salaries being retained, et cetera, et cetera, they could add a couple of pieces there. So I'm in, I'm in on New Jersey. Um, I'm kind of liking. I don't really like any of those other teams. I have to be honest with you. Fair. So I'm kind of yeah. like, I'm kind of like maybe Detroit. You no know? Pittsburgh. Um, 
no, no. Pittsburgh is is they're they're well on the back nine. They're they're unfortunately looking like Tiger Woods today at the at Genesis <laughs> withdraw. Books. Yeah, I love to watch him. I love to watch him, but I don't know if he's making the cut. Can, you know can I, I mean? ask you, did did Kyle Dubas just go too hard, too fast here with Carlson? Did that really bury him moving forward? How? What kind of challenge does he have now in the next three or four years, uh, knowing that the window with, with Sid still at a very high level now is almost closed off? Well, the problem with Sid is that everything around him is kind of crumbling, isn't it? Like there isn't enough continuity amongst the rest of the group. So, yeah, he's still playing at a high level. But uh, this is this is the tail end of uh, sort of a dynasty. I mean, in and out dynasty, I guess we could call it, you know, like the ebbs and flows. But uh, this this draft board, the draft capital in Pittsburgh is very similar to Toronto. And their prospect pool isn't is, you know, nothing to, you know, run around the block about. So uh, I personally didn't understand the Carlson acquisition at the beginning, especially if you can have a healthy Latang. I just thought it might get in the way. And, you know, you're adding a, a Norris Trophy winner to a group that, um, on balance, I understand the skill set, but team building-wise, I could have added two bodies for that same uh, amount of cash somewhere else and not given up another first-round pick. So... I don't know, like uh, hindsight is what it is. I understand why he did it in his mind because that's how he likes to operate. He's aggressive that way, always has been, going back to major junior hockey. For me personally, that's not the fit. Hey, one more for me um, before I let you go, Books, and and great stuff as always uh, when you come on our show. Um, And I'm not sure how much you can answer on on this, but I know you have your ear to the ground on a lot of stuff, but this class action lawsuit against the CHL, and, you know, there's talk about now the CHL will, uh, the NCAA may uh, allow players to come out of the CHL and, and join their program. Um, where's the US, USHL? Are they a rival now for the, the CHL? Like, where, where is the business model of the CHL going here? It's been forever the same since I can remember it. I think some of the kids are still making the same money I made in 1983. But, like, are things closer to changing in the CHL forever, sooner than later now? Absolutely they are, yeah. I've heard the noise forever going back to, like, when I worked in the Sioux, you know, 20-something years ago. There's always been, and and we all know the noise, right? Everybody, Kids have always played that card. I'll go to college because I don't want to, you know, come to the CHL, et cetera. But you're talking class action suits. You're talking nil in the States, right? Because that's really what's triggered in my mind, this this uh, opportunity for CHL kids to go south of the border and potentially play because with the nil situation in the States, athletes are you know basically getting paid uh, through, through boosters, et cetera. Um, everything's going to change here. And don't be surprised if you see the USHL uh, petition to be the fourth team uh, in kind of like a Memorial Cup type of the cycle. Uh, everything is... is I mean, we could sit here and talk about it forever. The, the reality is this. Uh, CHL kids who, let's say you go play for the London Knights for the Hunters and you sign your your uh, your school package deal. And after a couple of years, you're not going to be an NHL prospect or the NHL team that drafted you thinks you need more, uh, more development time. So you go to Michigan State. Now you're on the books at Michigan State for X number of dollars. So that kid, don't forget that whole time, he's got to be doing well in school. He's got to pass the... Uh, 
the, his SAT or his entrance exam, whatever it is, depending on the school system, there are so many moving parts. And to your point, though, Kipper, some of these kids have been getting the exact same per diem for several, several years. Um, the CHL is a big business. They're making tons of dough. Uh, I don't know. This is just going to open up Pandora's box for a lot of fluidity, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's fascinating stuff for me. Uh, awesome stuff, Books. We really appreciate your time. And uh, way to keep it on the rails because the, the, the guy on Friday usually just drives it right into the it ditch. It was informative and helpful. Thank you. <laughs> I was just very, uh, I don't know how to react. Thank you. <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen some of them and it's, it's been outstanding. Hey, guys, can I just give a quick shout out if you don't mind? Yes. Here you go, buddy. Um, a longtime hockey coach here in London, Ray Clark. Uh, he was my coach 40 years ago. He's a mentor to several athletes in the city of London. Passed away this, uh, this week. He died of cancer. This is a jersey from Acadia University in the background. He was a huge mentor to me. I just want to give out a shout out to the family. Cancer is a terrible thing. I know it touches a lot of people in the world. Uh, we're going to miss Ray. And I just want to pay a tribute to him here today on your show. And I appreciate you letting me do that. Well said, Very Jason. Nice. Yep. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate your hey, time, man. Have Thanks a, a lot. You, you too. too. That is Jason Bukla, former NHL head scout, uh, who really comes in with the goods here. That was he, extremely on the rails. God, he knows so much more than us. You know, and <laughs> like, he does have his ear completely uh, to the ground when yeah. it comes to this sort of stuff. But it would be awesome if you could actually get a current scout just mm-hmm. to come on and, and talk like this. Yeah. Right? Wouldn't that be well, but fascinating? He, but he's doing it, man. I he's mean, do, he's, yeah, he he's, is. He's yeah, literally he, he's traveling no different and scouting. Than a, than a current yeah, one yeah. because he's still hearing the same things creating the list and yeah, yeah. it's it's a that's a tough job man yeah i i love the stuff on the that russian winger me too that was really good insight because i i mean Don't i saw that re- i saw that report and it's like yeah it's like are we sure he's not barabanov like yeah. all these guys that you know not drafted free agents from over there i'm like oh, yeah. they seem to really find the good ones from there sure you know do. they always seem to kind of get drafted and I don't know. Don't don't, it's they're just they're free too. Like okay, they, you pay That's them, but down. they're yeah. like, what's the downside? Yeah, it doesn't so work. You they come say, over, bye. they stink, and yeah. you send them down. You clear them on waivers. You put them on Robida Island. It's like yeah. next. Yeah. Dubis had like sense. a pipeline over there for a while. Like him and Lou. Like it started with Zaitsev Tim who Palacito, came over. He had a guy that was yeah. He was always that. having Russian guys winner. Yeah. All right, uh, you guys want to do some game time? Yes. It's game time presented by Bet365. Visit the app for latest odds to find out why it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 19 plus. Ontario only. Please play responsibly. Now, like I said, bit of a light one on the ice tonight. Um, I think the Carolina Hurricanes and the Arizona Coyotes are the only matchup. So if you're going to, you know, have some fun, feel like gambling tonight, why not take a shot on the, on, the, on the Desert Dogs? They're plus 180. They're not a horrible team. Yeah. You got the, the Carolina Hurricanes on the road. Mullet Arena is going to be rocking on a Friday night. They know they're the only show in the NHL. Surely it'll be sold out. <laughs> Surely. So Don't take a shot. Call us Shirley. I'm telling you, like, I just... Take a shot on the, on the Coyotes. I'm just really... I feel bad for the players in the Coyotes because I'm just tired of hearing their name. Like, nothing good has been attached to them for so long. They're, just a, like, they're a year away from, I think, being pretty good. No, I don't think they're a bad hockey yeah, team. No, yeah. they got some I good players. Yeah. yeah, they got some good players. But, like, can and, we just do it in Salt Lake then? Uh, yeah, the silver tips, please. Listen, I, I'm a believer that it could still work. Oh, come on. This is such a zag. No, 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 no. It's not oh, a zag. It, it is. got to him. 
No. Gary got to him. <laughs> just, they've never, it's, it's just like Ottawa. For 20 years, they were too early at, in Canada. Mm-hmm. And maybe, just maybe now moving forward, Canada isn't that bad of a spot for the Ottawa Senators if it's developed, you know, well. My feeling is Arizona is still a good market. You just got to put the stinking rink in Scottsdale. That's the place to be. Yeah, no kidding. So right outside right outside Blondie's, boys. That would be a great spot can, for the why rink. Why is that so hard? Just find an owner, find a chunk of land, got an owner, and build there a is rink. no land. They don't want one. <laughs> okay, Gary. What's <laughs> going on over here? One. I, listen, I lived at Chandler Tempe. I lived right on the border of where yeah. the university was in, in Chandler, and I would drive to Glendale. It sucked. Sucks you get driving, stuck in the driving loose traffic, anywhere. hour and a half. If you want to have beers, you can't drive back on the roads. You can't. It, no experience yeah. at all whatsoever. It hasn't been given a fair chance. But they don't have a dirt or a shovel in the dirt. They don't have a potential lot. They don't have Just find nothing. An, find an owner that, that can do it, though. Well, this guy can do it, Marula. No, he can't do it. Wait, he's, isn't he the money? I don't know. What's does he not ask him? What is he like looking around and someone else is going to see land? I don't he know. doesn't. I don't know. He, he wants to build another rink for free, I guess. Uh, well, that I'm opposed to. As well. Having said all that, okay. I like the dogs tonight. <laughs> oh, <sorry>. um, <laughs> the desert dogs. Oh, I'm not going to howl in the mic. And the other one you were talking about was Austin Matthews is a heart. Mm-hmm. He is plus fourteen hundred to win the heart trophy. McKinnon's a huge favorite, clearly. But, like, 70 goals is a pretty big statement towards being the league's most valuable player, is it not? Well, on a bad team. Listen. Or a mediocre team. Yeah. I mean, they'd be screwed. They, he is the most important player to his team. They would be screwed without him. I screwed. think it's the Toronto media. Us? Yeah. That what? That, that they're not pushing Austin mm. as an MVP this year. Therefore, really? he doesn't get the clout. Think about it. The guy scores 62. He was less on a, a historic pace as he is now, and he won it two years ago. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So tell me how Austin can win it on a, on, a, on a pace that's less than now, and he won it by a, a wide margin, Well, and he's not even in the top three right now or top four. You know, no one had it's hit the Toronto 60. media. Well, maybe it is for sure. But he, no one had hit sixty the year he was chasing sixty in a long time, and it was a big story. To yeah, like, yeah. Can we get a player back to this milestone? He hit it, and everyone was like, "Oh my god!" And then McDavid went out and closed, so did, covered his eyes and scored sixty-four, and everyone uh, went, sort of oh. pasta. Yeah, and everyone, two guys did so it. Who, right. So who, now it's who like, are the favorites? The favorite is McKinnon. McKinnon. McKinnon is minus one twenty-five. Kucherov second plus two fifty. McDavid plus three fifty. Okay. Pasternak twelve to one. Matthews fourteen to one. So Matthew, the, I was just going to say no, the, no. the the year that Austin won the MVP. McDavid had what forty points at, more than him. I don't know. Yeah, something yeah, he ridiculous. Did. He, did have, he had a lot more points. A lot more. But points. It was a narrative-driven award. But the, the 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 majority of the voters come from Toronto anyway. So if they're well, not fair. driving it, if they're not driving that. And this year, they're not driving it. But what has changed? So that year, uh, Matthews also got a bunch of Selkie votes, like his defensive yeah. numbers. He led the league in block shots, I think. Like, he had a ton of takeaways. And he's McDavid still up there didn't. in block shots, is he, he not is, this he's, year? He's actually having a great defensive year yeah. again. But McDavid is also having a great year. Like, an elite defensive year for, I don't know, the first time in his points. career. 
yeah. with way less points. Right, but he because he's still going to be a top few guy in points, and now he's adding this defensive element, to me it just feels like everyone agrees McDavid's the best player in the league. McKinnon is owed one and is the most important part of his team, maybe. So mm. Matthews feels, a li- and Quinn Hughes is doing what he's doing. And- Can I ask you guys a hypothetical about Austin Matthews quickly before we go to a break? Let's have it. If, say it's game 82, mm-hmm. Leafs are in solidly in a playoff position. Mm. They have their matchup. They know who they're playing. Matthews is on 67 goals. Does he play? Uh, he's too, too far away. He's 68? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't ask me that question because I couldn't give a rat's ass about 70. Yeah, and I think they shouldn't either. I truly, I truly but think they should. I'm telling you, boys, he plays. Like, 70, that's what, and what, that's what worries me. tries to get him the puck, and yes. he sits there all night doing this one. Yes, that's what the, worries me about this. With the ready to push. I, I want him most, to get 70, but, but I'm I worried could, about it. I couldn't think of a, a less environment to get you ready for game one of the Stanley Cup play- playoffs than that. I think the most offended I've been by a player playing game 82 was when Patrick Marlowe was a Toronto Maple Leaf. And he, like, always looked so much better when he had a rested game or whatever. Like, he's not the going. Game off, but yeah, he was trying to keep the Iron Man yeah. going. And, like, when games he'd play, like, less minutes, he looked great the next day. He's like, take a game off. Like, Got to keep the streak going. Mm. Hey, but if, playoffs, it's like, no, if, no, my streak. If, oh. if, if Kessel plays for Vancouver, he picks up a consecutive. Yeah. Is he still there? Wait, what do you mean? Has he broken the... Yeah. Did he get healthy? No, I think he got healthy. I think, I think, I think it's think over. I think the streak's over. Is, I can't even remember. Where, no, is I think that, where, where are I think we it's on over. that streak? I think it's over. Definitely people know. See, I'm, I I'm just... I mean, I don't care. I can't... I'm you just remember, asking, you know, it's just I'm a curious... 1,064 games consecutively. Did he get broken? I don't know. I don't remember. I don't know. You're the producer. You had Darby Hendrickson's plus minus in a game <laughs> in 1996 today. You can't do so this. Weird. It's so weird. Are we taking a break? <laughs> uh, that was game time presented by Bet365. Visit the app for the latest odds and find out why it's never ordinary. Bet365 must be 19 plus. Ontario only. Please play responsibly. That's the longest game time we've ever With had one in the history of the show. With one, With game. one game. Thanks again to Bet365. You know, but we've really appreciated yes, their support yes, this yes. year. Are we taking a break? Let's take a break. And then you find out where Kessel is on this consecutive, if it got broken or not. I can't remember. End date, 04-13-2023. Okay. Okay. Don't go away. (laughs) Although you want to, we know that. (laughs) Back after these words. Everything you need to know about the Raptors and the biggest stories around the NBA. Smith and Jones. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee bringing it home for you all on this Friday. I, I got something that's going to upset our Vancouver listeners, okay? Oh but you just, it's just your, your, it's le- like every other your, day. your, your leaf face upsets them. So I'm reading, I put in a, the piece from sportsnet.ca. It was just Associated Press. It wasn't IMAC that wrote this article, so I'm not going to bury veteran writer IMAC. But Canucks of Exact Revenge. Uh, with own take on the gritty in a win versus the Red Wings. There are multiple forms of revenge available in hockey. One is to cross-check your opponent up high after an empty net slap shot. Another, mock their goal celebration when you serve their team a loss. Vancouver just can't, they're falling all over themselves to bring up the Leafs. They just, all they think about is the Leafs. Everything is about the Leafs. It's all they care. Like, until until one of their own cross-checks we, somebody like over the head. 
Because oh, they uh, ain't a... Oh, oh. What was he? A cross check in a hockey game. How could he? They just can't wait to bring it up. It was a real subtle, oh my uh, God. gritty. I'm sorry. Wasn't it? For, about Sam. Guys. I'm not. I just, sorry to it's like, holy you okay? guys. You feel just, better? Your team is first place in the literal NHL. Number one. Best team in the league. And in the first line of your team's victory over the team that you just had a gritty incident with, you bring up the Toronto Maple Leafs in the first relevant. line. It's... A, do you think getting this off your, most, anyway. your chest right now will, will give you a better chance to relax this weekend? It was a nice, subtle, gritty. Very subtle. It was the mini gritty. And if you if you got a problem with it, I mean, go talk to him. Yeah, Nikita's a large fella. Yes, he's He'll a large be, fella. You know, you know how to find him. But yeah, that uh, was a, another win for the Canucks. They just keep doing it. What do you guys think? This is a text. No name. Okay, on to text. Remember, put your text in the, your name in the text so I can read them on air. Text 590-590 right now. What do you think of Lawson Krause on the Leafs? The Leafs keep striking out on left wingers. Uh, well, like... I've, I've mentioned his name probably for two years now. You have. And the answer is yes for any team going after a guy like this. 20 goals and 30 but points in 50 is... games. 6'4", 215. Oh, my God. 6'4", 215. With a very friendly contract still, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, oh my, you have to trade your whole team to get him. He's 4-3 yes. until 26-27. They're no. that, that's starting with your uh, pretty much your top two blue chip prospect. And that's not going to happen. God, I don't know. You get a cost-controlled guy like that for years of these guys' Would you prime? trade Nyes if you're the Leafs? Would you trade Matthew Nyes for him right oh, now? Oh, yeah. Don't you think Nice is going to be him plus? Mm. Less sure. Yeah, certainly less sure, but was that yeah, sure, or yes, sir? I'll do it all day. Okay. Yeah. Do it all Krause, yeah, I don't think he's going anywhere okay. with Arizona, so. Uh, do you know that Arizona has a billion draft picks? Oh, yeah, they that. are. Well, like, we, do they even want more picks? How many, they need, I, need two farm teams. I got to think between Arizona <laughs> L.A. and New Jersey, you're talking about teams that are really in a good position to improve dramatically here, depending how how, yeah. how aggressive you want to get to try to win now. In the next three years, they have 10 second-round picks. 10 second-round picks in the next three years. Ten. Can one fall off a truck and <laughs> yes. land in the Leafs' right. backyard? Second-round picks. Yeah, ten, but, and seven-thirds. So they have 17 picks in the next three years like, in just those two rounds. I look at their roster, and I look at their picks. Like, this is a really valuable team for Salt Lake City to get. Like, they are, like you are potentially getting them at the point Alex where they're about, foot can be yours. Where they're about to be really good. Like they, you know, oh, relax. No, listen, listen. Really good. If you get a new owner, for example, right? New owner syndrome. Yeah. Where it's like, we're going to trade some of these picks. We're going to get my guy in here. Okay. We're going to get aggressive. Okay. We're not, you're not like, they're, they're a good, what are they? They're in a playoff spot right now or close to one, aren't they? Uh, they've fallen out of a playoff spot. They're, but they've been decent yes. this year. You go to a new place, new owner. They start trading some of those picks, bringing in real guys around them. Like, to me, it's a valuable team. Anyways. So, yeah, we've got, the we've got, that helps. We got like teams thinking that they can challenge for a Stanley Cup here in Canada, Vancouver, Winnipeg. 
Edmonton, and I don't know where you sit on the Leafs or not, but the whole idea now when you talk about all these prospects and picks is they're great. You'd rather have them than not have them. But you got to kind of wrap your head around when do you say, we're trying to win now. Yeah, we want okay. hockey players who like, do hockey good. So <laughs> earlier on in the show, you were drooling, Sammy, all mm. over your shirt for Travis uh, Konechny. Love Travis Konechny. Yes, you do. Love him. Okay. Can I remind you that he he got drafted like eight years ago? In 1890. Okay. So, yeah. so this is the peak Travis right now. You're mm-hmm. getting the best of Travis Konechny now. Yeah. Eight years in the making. Okay. My point is, is if you want to look as, at, at a Matthew Nyes, Preach. okay, right now, and sit there and go, all right, you can't trade him because, you know, he's going to be a power forward or he's going to end up being like a Travis Konechny or a, a Kraus. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, in five more years. No, but not for Nyes. Not for Nyes for me. Maybe. I, I agree with when Maybe. you're talking about Fraser Minton for the Leafs and you're talking... You know, Easton Cowan. You but, know, when are these but, guys but, good? But Matthew Nyes or anyone else's top pick who's in a lineup now but is still going through a learning curve is nowhere near where he needs to be to truly help you win four rounds in a Stanley yeah, Cup. Yeah, but I'm calling you if I'm another GM, though, because you're you're talking about a guy who's it could be next year. You don't know. Like, it could be next year. No, uh, the odds are against it. I'm not saying it couldn't, but I'm telling you, if we look at historically, mm-hmm. it is the odds are way, way against you that Knives will not be able to fully help you probably in another three or four years. Yeah. So for Chris him Kreider, in particular, I go, think... Go sooner. look at Chris Kreider with the yeah. New York Rangers and watch his development. Yeah. And it might mirror a guy like Matthew Nyes, where it takes theory six years. It took, I don't know how many years it took Chris Kreider to turn into a legit 40 or 50 goal score, but it was a long time. And I mean, so you look at Arizona and it's like Keller and Schmaltz and Michelli, you know, like it's a, there's not a ton there that's going to be immediately awesome. Ken Holland's done after this year. Like, come on, Ken. You got to pull the trigger here on yeah. something. To, this is Don't your worry last. About what Philip Broberg might be. Your Turn last him into crack. Today. Your last crack right now yeah. as a general manager. Because we all assume that you're not coming back next year. Right? You got Jeff Jackson there. They're covered. More Go questions. for it. I, Get to more questions. I have angered Vancouver. Oh, have you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought. But that's what you're here to do. Might have you're, been your intention this uh, whole time. Oh, boy. Authenticity, right? Like, you, oh, know, boy. you can't pretend to be objective when you're not. Um, Ron in uh, Coquitlam. Is that right? Coquitlam? Right? Yeah. BC? Yeah. He said that. I wanted to bring this up because he tagged it in. Phil Castle is still on the Iron Man streak. And we looked it I up. I was and right. We can confirm Phil. It. You didn't say one way or the other. No, I you said, would would he be eligible to keep it going? And yeah. is that even fair? Is it like... He says that he'd be willing to drop the street. No, we'll drop it for him. He doesn't need to be willing to do yeah. anything. We're just going to drop it for him. It's over. You can't take this long of a vacation and then come back <laughs> and think that you're still... You can't you know, miss a game you're not eligible to play in, though. He's, he's still legit. From someone with a... Seven seven eight, I believe, is Vancouver. Yes, it is. We hate the Leafs. 
How about you complain on the air about the Leafs or the center of the hockey universe Canada-wise when they literally have zero chance of doing anything in the playoffs? We also effing hate the fact that every time the Leafs come to town, the game's at 4 p.m. Pacific to appease Leaf fans. Oh, Tim, you loved that text. You <laughs> loved it. You I might take a him. bath in that text. <laughs> <laughs> the 4 p.m. thing is like, hey, I've noticed the people in Toronto seem to really... I, I went out there for a game and I went I to that game. awesome. I mean, I, I've never been called meaner it's things. It's really in that game best in my life. you change the subject right now. Uh, I'll change the subject. Uh, where are we? Is it time for the Oilers to really consider ending the Connor Brown experience? So Connor's my boy. Yep, love Connor Brown. Uh, useful, hardworking, smart. There's a little of the Bertuzzi thing going on yeah, there, right? He, I think he, he just can't score. Seventy shots with no goals this season, which is <laughs> incredible. Incredible. 70? Yeah. Feels like a lot. Like a good offensive player. What do you have, 120 points in junior one year or something? You can score. So I do see the point that at some point it's not going great, but he's making league minimum. You're not going to get a better player than Connor Brown at that price. And I understand about the bonus, but that's happening. So, no, you got to keep him and hope he finds his way out of it. Yeah. Kipper? Uh, again, yeah. You, you, just what do you think you're going to replace him with? Yeah, check the waiver wire. And I don't think, uh, yeah, I know you want to find more depth for sure, but for me, it might be finding another guy to maybe push Cody Cece down the lineup a little bit for me on the back end. Um, Multiple texts on the text line congratulating you on five years, Bonnie. Oh, yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, I've got my uh, my new five-year Chip here. Look at that. Um, thanks to my wife, my mom, my family, and all that for all the support. Thanks to you guys, too. Yeah. You know, it takes, you know, we've gone golfing, and it's not like you guys are like, have a drink, loser. We do have a drink. Right, yes, of course. <laughs> but I do, I want that. I already say, I, I've already, I've ruined my own fun. I don't want to ruin anyone else's <laughs> process. But uh, it took me some time to get to that point where I was comfortable in those environments. But you're smart enough to know it's way overrated drinking. Yeah, yeah. well, particularly as you get older, it's... Uh... Really, it's about how funny we are. <laughs> Sober. That's right. But yes, thanks to everyone for the support. I, I appreciate it. And um, yeah, if you want to reach out to me, if you're looking for help, do the best Awesome I can. stuff, pal. We're, we're um, thrilled for you. Thanks, and man. quickly wanted to mention that Scotiabank Arena tonight sold out for PWHL Toronto versus Montreal. It's supposed to be the biggest crowd in women's hockey history. So I wanted to mention yeah. that. What is capacity? at 18,000? I actually don't know. <laughs> Love to leave. I'm a terrible producer, but yeah. So, and you're going? I am going. Yeah, Good. I'm going. Where are you I'm sitting? A, I am a credited media kipper. I uh, I'll pay, pay, and support the women. But, but Why I tr- do you hate? The I tried to pay. I tried to <laughs> pay. Couldn't get a ticket. I can't get a. I can't pay. Eight hundred nineteen for hockey. Plus freeloaders like Sam will be oh, there. Oh my god! Doesn't support the game. But. So you know, and uh, Nat Spooner. Hottest in the league. I think she's got 10 points, 10 Lead, goals. Leading the league in goals. Yeah, uh, sounds up. like I saw uh, Haley Salvian, Carolyn Cameron uh, tweeting about it. It sounds like it's jammed downtown right now. Mm-hmm. Jerseys everywhere. Uh, PA Day here in Toronto. So people are excited. And, Love it. Uh, Congrats to them. Names coming as early as next year, right? So it'll. Yeah. Oh, the whole experience is going to be fuller. Yeah. And so I don't have to great. go. Go Toronto's go. Go Toronto's. Go Toronto's go. Yeah. So yeah. there you go. Looking forward to it tonight, fellas. And uh, I think the Leafs will beat the Ducks tomorrow. Can't say that with any yes, confidence. but just not in regulation. <laughs> and it's the big deal, right? Because I saw some people drumming it up about old Radko coming to town for the first time after he screamed hey, at old Joe Wall's face. Here's a question. Can you get Radko? 
Can he mm. be on your team? That'd be the worst idea. I think we need another week for some teams to drop, and then yeah. I think the market will straighten out. See what the market is for I mean, someone yeah, like he, Didn't he sign a four-year contract? He signed one of those, I'm going to get my money, I don't really care. Like, you know, been in the league as a depth guy paying my dues, I'm going to get paid now. So yeah, Three years, three point. four million per. Oh. Yeah, I don't think you want him at that. Unfortunately, and didn't yeah, and Kalorn signed one of those there too. So. Kalorn got a retirement yeah, he contract did. He out did. there. Yeah. yeah, he had no to the beach with the flip flops. So there you go, boys. Sounds pretty. All right, decent. anything else uh, exciting happening on the weekend? Uh, well, there's no Super Bowl anymore. Are we uh, football's oh, t- done. Golf. Tiger. Tiger, Tiger left Riviera apparently in an ambulance today because he was sick. Yeah, like man. a flu. Like I don't know. Like, I don't know. There's a lot of speculation going around. So is he a, moving better? No, 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 no. no. Here's my little secret. I want Tiger to call it the hang him up because I think there's so many great players and there's just so much focus on him. He's just he's past it. It's over. He's it's over. Kind of mad at him it. for getting like in this accident because he he would have been great to watch yeah. at his age now with his wisdom and his strength he would have been in a, in a perfect wheelhouse brain, yeah. but we always will have 2019 masters can never take that away from tiger fans one of the best right. days of my life just a guy who deserves oh yeah so few fans <laughs> no, nothing has ever <laughs> gone so wrong with him if i was if i was tiger i would i'd shut down driving i'd have someone driving me the rest of my life Agreed. tiger hasn't made great off courses no he has not <laughs> All right. All right. All right, let's go. Get us to the weekend, will you? Yeah, it's time. All right. It's over. <laughs> the week is over. Our thanks to Jason Bukala at the top of the hour and Luke Fox for joining us in our Leaf edition. Enjoy the weekend, everybody. Stay safe. And we're back on Monday.